A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. Here are your hosts, Dan Hansen and Betsy Thompson. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning, Betsy. Good morning, Dan. Happy Saturday. Happy. Uh, yes. I don't think there's anything special about today, is there? Um, well, no. now now the five people who had birthdays today are yeah, that's true. They're yeah, feeling just very flipped sad. over their kitchen table. Yeah, they're feeling nothing left special out. about today. Uh-huh. I'll write a nasty email to that Dan Hansen guy. Yes, <laughs> yeah. address your emails to Dan <laughs> yeah. H at repcolite.com. Yeah, if you could put "I'm irritated" in the subject. It will automatically be filtered right out of my email system, so that'd be appreciated. Uh, anyway, yeah. no, we won't get hate mail from that. Everybody who was born on today, I just want to wish you an extra special happy birthday from the Repcolite team, right? Right. Right. What are we talking about today? Uh, today we're going to talk about an event that we are involved in coming up next Friday Yes. Go Baby Go. Go Baby Go. It's really fun to say. Yes, and it's a really... It's a really cool organization, and what they do is very unique. Right. For kids with mobility issues, we're involved. Herman Miller's involved. Yes. A lot of stuff going on. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we're going to be in the studio with John Wanning, our rep from Exalta Wood Coatings. Right. He sells us all kinds of different finishes for our wood division. And Exalta is teaming up to be a part of this Go Baby Go. In fact, they kind of organized it. Yes. And so we're going to be in the studio with him talking about it. We're mm-hmm. also going to be talking to Brad Kraus, president of Service Professor, about everybody's favorite topic, sewers. <laughs> right? And even better than just sewers, sewer backups. I don't think it's anyone's favorite topic until they have that problem. Well, and then, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, man. I don't even know if it's a favorite then, but it's something we want to deal with. Yeah. ASAP. Uh-huh. Pronto. Yeah. So, hey, I was reading through some emails. I get emails from like El Decor and mm-hmm. um, House Beautiful and things like that because I subscribe to their magazines. And sometimes I you get know, weight I just... loss emails. I'm not sure why. <laughs> Maybe somebody suspects something about me. Anyway, you want to talk about your story. Yes, because it's really funny. I always browse through all the headlines Mm -hmm. that are in the email, and occasionally I click on a story. And this one really caught my eye. Uh, The headline said, man gives $500,000 Florida home a super ugly paint job to get revenge on his dad. Yes. Using paint for revenge, it is not something we've ever thought about before. No. And yet- I'm surprised it took us this long to get to this. (laughs) Well, yeah, because we tell everyone, oh, paint will make everything more beautiful. In this case, it was absolutely the opposite. Well, right. And and that's where we've missed the boat because there's X percentage of the public, you know, wants to make their home more beautiful, right? Right, right. But there is a small segment, and it's a very committed segment, (laughs) who wants revenge. Yes. We have never marketed to them. Uh, no, and I don't know that we want to start because we might make a lot <laughs> Tell of enemies. Tell the story. It's great. Well, the guy bought this house in like 2017 or something with his father. So they went in together, bought this house, yes. and he was living in the house. Yes. And his dad decided that he wanted to sell it. And mm-hmm. the son didn't want to. And so the dad sued the son of course, to it's... have him move out and make them sell the house. Right. A healthy family dynamic. Right. And the son said, absolutely not. And so he decided that he was going to make the house something that nobody would want to buy. And so he literally got every single color of the rainbow and splatter painted. I mean, took gallons of paint, it looks like, and threw them against the house, covered the entire house, the lawn, the trees outside, 
everything yes. in a rainbow of paint. Because as you described it to me, you uh-huh. were describing the rainbow of paint that he painted on the house. Yes. And I had this image in my mind of something you know, almost out of a storybook, all these different colors everywhere. Oh, no, and no, I no. was thinking, hmm, in the right, you know, maybe somebody still would find that mm-hmm. attractive. Then you showed me a picture. Yes. He made sure it was utterly horrible by throwing the paint against it the house. It says, quote, is dripping with splashes of orange, blue, red, pink, yellow, basically every color of the rainbow. But he wasn't done just painting the house. Nope. No. I wonder if he did the right prep work. Um, I don't think he really cared about prep work. <laughs> Tell what else he painted. Oh, he painted the lawn. The lawn. He painted the palm tree outside. But what color did he paint the lawn? It was like a blue, wasn't it? Uh, yes. They, well, it's a hodgepodge of colors. There's some pink. There's some blue. He painted the driveway. He painted the car painted sitting the in the driveway. Yep. Oh, and the car. That's yeah, right. The little van is painted horrible colors. The poor palm tree is painted colors. He which painted really, a palm tree. It upsets the neighbors because they said, I don't know how you fix that. How do you get the paint off the palm tree? And right. he painted the mailbox. Well, and this is a gated community. It's a $5 million home? $500,000 home. Half a million dollars. A half a million dollars. Yes. Gated Math community. And I. You probably even said that in the beginning. I did say that in yep, the beginning. Yep, I demonstrate how well I listen. <laughs> My speaking yeah. skills, they're not even all that great. Yeah, it is. Uh, he, this is his way of getting revenge on his dad. I it mean, is so terrible. Well, It looks so bad. And you and it's, can't fix this. No, it, and it is really sad. And it does bring up you know, an interesting thing that you pointed out to me. There was mm-hmm. something that came up just in, in a news article. I guess you found it on an Architectural Digest, right? Yeah. About uh, the, the, a federal idea of making federal buildings beautiful again. Yeah. Some potential new executive order. Something it, it's like in that. draft. It's yeah. it's it's not and this is not meant to be political in any regards. No. So it's don't just, send hate mail. <laughs> yeah. It's just a really interesting idea. The concept is the government is considering putting this in place this this uh, stipulation that new government buildings mm-hmm. and there's a certain number of you know yeah. you've got to hit this level in order for this to yeah, apply you have to, to you. Have certain but they want to dollars. revive Greek classic architecture right you know, so the columns and stuff they don't want buildings that are just this modernistic what what the article terms as ugly brutalist buildings right there are some federal buildings out there that you see that look just like any other plain old concrete office building and you don't know that this is a government place and right. so the idea is we'll make it something that stands the test of time and is actually something to look at as opposed to just something that well, kind of fades away because when something is ugly like that and it takes up a huge amount of space mm-hmm. that impacts everybody around it yeah there's no pride in that so there it is an interesting idea it is whether it's a good one or a bad one yes. time will tell how it all plays out it might not ever even happen yeah you but, never know but this florida home happened yeah <laughs> It absolutely And you can see it. We'll put pictures in the show notes and you can check it out. You want to. Yes. Now, when we come back, we're going to be in the studio with John Wanning from Exalta talking about Go Baby Go. That's in a minute. Stay tuned. Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back. I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Betsy Thompson. And as promised, we're going to talk about an event that we are participating in uh, this upcoming Friday, Mm -hmm. actually. It's with Go Baby Go. And I'm not sure that anyone has ever heard I had never heard of Go Baby Go I until I had not either and I'm probably the the better traveled of the two of us, right? Uh, I'm the more worldly wise. 
Yeah, certainly not. How many other countries have you been to? <laughs> I really barely leave Zealand. Yeah, so. okay. Yeah. I had never heard of it. You had never heard of it. No. But it is such a cool organization. It is. And to talk about it with us today, we have in the studio John. A very nervous individual. Yeah, <laughs> don't give it away. You're well, such a jerk. I know, I am. <laughs> that well, is not very nice. I know. You're making fun of him already. I'm being chastised on the radio. John Wanning, I apologize for my co-host I, over that's here. Okay. <laughs> John Wanning, regional sales and service technician from Exalta Wood. Correct. That is quite the title there, John. Thank you very much. Yeah. I mean, John, John is our sales rep. Yes. For Exalta Wood Finishes. And yeah, talk a little bit about the wood finishes. You know what you bring to our oh, organization. Yeah, so we uh, we represent Exalted Wood. We're a lacquer, uh, pre-cake, virgin varnish, and waterborne uh, supplier to Repcolite. Yeah. So our wood industry, you know, all, all the all the different things that we do out of our wood division, a lot of right. it is Exalta coatings. We have yeah. other suppliers as well. We manufacture some, but Exalta is a key player. In what we yeah. do for that segment. Well, of our and business. we did talk about Exalta back in October we when we went to North Carolina because we actually went with John. Yes, we did. And we talked about who Exalta was as a company right. back in October. If you want to hear that, you can go back and listen right. to that. We podcast. interviewed Vanessa yes. Navarro, yeah. their marketing manager right. for the Wood Division. Yeah. But, John, before we jump into this and talk about Go Baby Go, you know, one funny thing that, well, there was a lot of funny stuff that happened on that trip. <laughs> But one thing that completely scared me silly was we're on a plane and I don't fly. You know, it's just not something, not because I'm You afraid. don't leave Zealand. I don't go anywhere. <laughs> so I'm on a plane and John gives a lot of grief, right? Oh, right. You yeah, dish absolutely. out a lot of grief all the time. <laughs> we were that. just right. talking before we went on air about grief John has brought. <laughs> yeah. And it's always good natured and it's always funny. And so we get on the plane and... I think you asked the stewardess for something, right? Correct, yes. And then I interjected from several seats back <laughs> saying, sir, you're going to need to pipe down. Correct. Thinking yeah. I was making a great big funny joke. Backfired a little bit. Yeah, what happened? <laughs> I think she uh, got a little stern with you, right? <laughs> the stewardess, she whipped around so fast. She turned on me and told oh, me, sir, yeah. you're going to leave my passenger alone or you're going to be escorted off this plane. How did it happen that the stewardess was on your side, John? I, I was, don't understand. I was utterly stunned that right. John won that exchange. <laughs> I was chastised into silence. Yes, you I were. explained the situation and then it was funny to her. Yes. And then when I left the plane, because I told her, keep an eye on him. <laughs> and when I left the plane, she said, oh, honey, you were right about him. Yeah. So I think the people on airplanes are a little sensitive to this right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is true. And again, that was something I did not think about ahead of time. No, of course not. Anyway, let's talk about Go Baby Go yeah. and exactly what it is. And, John, you've been through a couple of these events, or uh, several of them. I've right, never correct. been. I've been to one, one event. Yeah. Let's talk about what it is. Go Baby Go, who's it targeted for? Okay. So, Go Baby Go is an organization that we partnered up with uh, just over six years ago. We were looking for a team-building event out of our Exalta Philadelphia office. And so, Go Baby Go approached us. They're based out of Philadelphia also about building uh, Power Wheels mobility cars for children uh, with disabilities. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to let these children uh, socialize with um, people without the disabilities. So these cars allow that freedom. Right. So, so the cars are really cool looking little 
like battery powered. Correct. Power wheel cars. Power yeah. wheel cars. Yeah, Correct. those things that every kid sees the commercial for and wants one of. Mm-hmm. Right. So we just want to give these cars to the children and just let them interact with uh, other children their age. Right. It's, it's a really cool thing. So we've got these cars, mm-hmm. and because of the mobility issues, if you remember, well, I know you remember, Betsy. That was kind of a rhetorical question that I didn't need to ask. <laughs> we interviewed, was it Mobility Worldwide? Yes. And it's yeah, a completely a different organization, mm-hmm. but kind of a, a little bit of a similar concept where they yeah. were building mobility bikes. Right. Or, or little vehicle yeah, things, you know, world, manual controlled. Right, for third world countries. Driven. Right. And they were bikes where sometimes the pedals were up above, you know, mm-hmm. where your hands could do it. It all depended on, on the needs of the situation. Right. And that's not exactly what Go Baby Go does, but we do alter these vehicles. And that's what this whole event is about, right, John? Correct, yes. Yep, we do alter the vehicles to fit each individual child. So whether it would be the parents would have a remote control mm-hmm. or we would install hand controls on the car itself so the kids can operate it. We call it the big red magic button. Uh, there will be a, a red button installed so it allows the children easy uh, access and oh. be able to operate the vehicle on their own. It's so way cool. It's really cool. And w- the whole event is, let's hear, the, the different companies involved. Repco Light's involved, yep. Exalta's involved, Herman, Herman Miller, Miller, and New Tech, yep. right? New Tech is a distributor for our wood coatings group in southern Indiana. All right. So we're all going to meet next week at the Herman Miller facility. Correct. And we've got a whole program lined up where Betsy and I are going to be there with mm-hmm. some Repco Light folks. Herman Miller's got their teams put together. New Tech has a team put together. And we're all going to work on one car, right? And convert uh, the car. There's I mean, going to be four cars. Yeah. Each, each group team, works on their own correct. car. Yep. And there'll be four children that have been picked or selected uh, to receive this car. So then the families and the children will come in. We'll do some final adjustments to the car mm-hmm. to fit the child. And then we'll uh, have a little uh, race at the end, and each kid will be able to drive their car around the room a few times, and then they get to take their car home and keep it. And these are kids from the community right in our area, correct? Correct. Grand Rapids, uh, Zealand, Holland, Muskegon area. Okay. Yeah, so we're helping out kids in our own area. It is just such a cool thing. We're really excited to be a part of it. We're really excited to see how it shakes out yeah, and how the event Mm -hmm. goes and all of that. I'm... Am I going to be able to do this car and put it together? Well, you might fit in the car at the end. <laughs> See? See? That, that's why I said something on the plane. If the stewardess John, is listening, she was knows brilliant. now. Right, so we're going to retrofit one for you, Dan. <laughs> well, I would love that. I would drive all around our little studio. Oh. And my home. Can you take that back? I do not want to deal with this. No, it's on the radio now. It oh, is It man. is a promise. That is a binding contract, John. Great. I'm sure if we look somewhere, that's Great. binding. So anyway, the, the event is coming up next week. We're hoping to, once, once we do the event, mm-hmm. we'll kind of give some feedback and talk a yeah. little more about it. We're hoping to snag an interview with one of the main people at Go Baby Go. Right. I know Go Baby Go will have representation there. And also Carl Gaynor, our marketing director for the Wood Group, will be there. He would love to have some time 
and discuss it. Well, that would be great. How yeah. how did this whole thing come about with Exalted? Just because of that one event? Right. Why did so Joe maybe go it, seek you out? Well, it all goes back because they're a Philadelphia-based company. But we were trying to do something that um, bring your child to work day. Mm-hmm. And there were some people at work that had a child that had some special needs or some disability. But they wanted to also include that with their other siblings. So that's how this whole event came, is to include everybody. Very that's cool. really cool. Yeah. And it's, it's been, you know, major corporations and people have sponsored right. this right. in the past, right? right? You were telling us about, Correct. was it the Eagles, right. the football uh, team? Two years ago, the Philadelphia Eagles uh, built cars. And last year, we did a big event at the Daytona 500. So NASCAR was involved in some of the drivers. So it was really cool. See, that is so cool. And yeah. this year... Our celebrities are Betsy and Dan. <laughs> oh, please. See, he, he slams me down and then builds me up. Right. It's, it's uh-huh. Really, it's a very confusing relationship. <laughs> I really, never really know where I'm standing. Betsy, you seem to be looking for something well, I was consternation looking, on your yes, face. Yes, I was looking for the Go Baby Go website because in case people wanted to get more information about this program mm-hmm. and what they do, in case maybe someone out there wants to participate, hold their own event with Go Baby Go, or you know, if you have a child with did, disabilities and you might want to look into this. Did you find them? Um, I am not sure that this place... Okay. That I am looking at. We will find the correct link and put it in our show notes. Yes. Or you can email us at radio at repcolite.com and we can help you you make that contact. We just don't want to give out the wrong info now. Well, this says University of Delaware. Do they have anything to do with the University of Delaware? They're connected with that. Okay. Then you can just Google it and it. Go to that website. It says the University of Delaware. That's why I was unsure that I was looking at the right page. Go, baby, go. And we all just experienced Betsy Googling on the radio. Yes. Yes, we did. Pretty fascinating stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So, John, are you going to be at the event? Yes. You're going to be there? I'll be... uh, Overseeing everything? Not overseeing it, but I'll be building the Exalted car. So, I'm looking forward to it. And we just want to thank you guys for participating. Thank uh, Herman Miller and the folks at New Tech. We're looking forward to a great event. Yeah, we're excited, yeah. and we we'll are. get back to everybody and kind of let, let you, you know, know how, how it goes. went. See if Dan fits in his car. Well, I better not use anybody else's car. Well, no, because <laughs> the way They're I drive, all retrofitted. Well, <laughs> yeah, you do tend too. to back into people. Anyway, <laughs> John Wanning from Exalta. Thanks for hooking us up with this event. This was yeah. your idea. You yeah. brought it to us and said, "Hey, thank you, you guys very should do much it. for allowing me to." speak on behalf of Exalta and Go Baby Go. Was it so bad? No. It wasn't worth being nervous about, was it? Not at all. Not at all. I told you John would be able to do it. Oh, yeah. uh Anyway, John Wanning from Exalta, thanks for being here. Thank you. Well, you got about two minutes to finish your breakfast. You're going to want to do that because when we come back, (laughs) Uh we're talking sewers with Service Professor. Yes. There's your warning. We'll be right back. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back. Uh huh. In the studio with Brad Kraus. Yes. President of Service Professor and Head Cheerleader. Yeah, he's dressed appropriately he today. Is. Did you notice that? Well, I did notice that because I was standing at the window waiting for Brad to arrive. Yes. Because if I don't do that, we never see that the guest has arrived, and we never hear them banging on the door. And they stand out there freezing. And what did I do? 
you came, came running, running in. in here and he says, Brad's wearing shorts and it looks really weird. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. He's got these shorts, tights things on. I didn't know if it was going to be a dance party or what's going on. Hey. Brad, help us understand. Well, I'm a bundle of fun. You know this. So, yeah, these are uh, compression tights. For uh, I came straight from the gym. Okay. And uh, I'm glad that you would have me as I am. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Brad, well, you could come in your pajamas and no one would care. I mean, I'm going to wear a no compression one... top. I think that'll be slimming. And nobody would know unless you tell your audience, which you did. So I thank you for that. Which I will tell them. Dan wears a compression shirt. It'll probably make my face go all red and puffy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Anyway, we're here to talk about one of the things that Service Professor does, because we've interviewed you a bunch of times. Absolutely. But you guys do everything from electrical, plumbing, sewers. What else? Heating and cooling. Duct cleaning. Duct cleaning, drains, drains, uh, duct sealing. We seal ductwork as well. Yeah, that's another department. I think you got them all. I think I did. Yeah, I'm getting the better list at is it. so extensive now. It just, I mean, let's face it, it's a little hard to remember all of those things. And I have obvious limitations, so yes, I think people true. understand. Yeah, but right now we uh-huh. want to talk about something. It's something that we have covered before. Yeah. But we've talked to enough people, in fact, just at this last home and remodeling show in Grand Rapids, mm-hmm. we talked to somebody who listens all the time, Yep, who said, you guys can just talk about some of this stuff multiple times, over, because yeah. we don't catch it always, all the time. Yeah. So we want to dig into something that was a plague for me when I was living in downtown Zealand. Mm-hmm. I had pipes, my sewer, about once a year, twice a year would back up. Mm-hmm. And normally we would notice it when we would run the washing machine, yep. drain the tub. It, it all drained into this. And I, the one time I remember a bunch of spaghetti noodles floating away. <laughs> That's when I knew. At least it was only spaghetti noodles, I know. not anything I was worse. so upset. And then the plumber who I had come out said, oh, you're lucky it's spaghetti noodles. I said, well, I don't want spaghetti noodles. He says, you know what the alternative is? Yeah. Uh-huh. I said, what? And then he explained it. And I realized, mm-hmm. oh, I was not even thinking. Yeah, spaghetti yeah. noodles. I'll take it. We'll take those, yeah. Oh, yeah. so gross. So, Brad, you, you were talking before we went on air that this is something that you guys are doing a lot of right now. And that yes. there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. Or maybe a, a better way to do it is, is maybe the better way yeah, to do it. Yeah, it's a preferred way. Yeah. Um, with, with the customer's you know, um, best interest in mind, mm-hmm. uh, the way that service professor takes a look at our, our main sewer line work that we do. Uh, certainly we do the branch drains and stuff from you know the lavatories and different things within the home. We do all the internal drains as well. But a lot of times it leads up to that main drain that's going out to the home if you are on city sewer or if you are on septic as well. So whenever we have those scenarios, um, what we what we do is we give a free camera evaluation with any of our 99 anytime um, drain cleaning specials that we have, which is an ongoing special. We come out to your home to clear uh, and open a drain for 99 bucks. And really what we essentially do is we, we auger that to get the water flowing mm-hmm. and we stop there. So the preferred way for us is to do just that get the camera tech in, have them put the camera down, the scope down the line so we can see what's really going on with the line because the line is clearly compromised to some capacity. And I think the difference between us and some of the competitors is they take the approach of, well, I'm going to auger this thing and keep augering it until I feel like a, maybe I've got all the roots or the blockage you know, taken care of and then, and then they feel that they're done. And, and we take a little bit different approach because 
a sewer line is not meant to be compromised. It's never meant to back up. So whenever you have root intrusion, if you do it that way, you're just chopping the roots off at the edge of the pipe. Well, what happens? They grow back. Mm -hmm. And then you have the same problem six months later, a year later, might buy you two years. We don't know. Depends on how aggressively they grow. So we want to get a camera in there, see what's going on, and give the customer all the options in the world. Will you print those photos and, you know, like in a frameable... Dan really wants to see what's in there. Well, and I would like to be able to frame them because I have a nice... To show everyone? A nice spot over the mantle. Ugh. Is it a high definition camera? We have a it absolutely is. We have a we have a scrapbook of videos that oh, you see? would it take up a Friday night for you, Dan. No doubt about it. You'd have <laughs> Should to make I do popcorn. that after I eat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pop some popcorn. Let's put it that way. So Wow, that is really disgusting. So you run the auger and then you you put a camera down there. Absolutely. And the reason is is there's many many ways that 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 pipe could be compromised. And without knowing what's going on, you have to get a visual, which means you have to get the sewer water out of there, or it's kind of like putting a camera down into a mercury lake. You can't see anything, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. So we have to get the water out, get the camera down there, and be able to evaluate what's really taking place so we can then proceed forward in the best interest of the customer and then let them decide. And one of those options will be to jet it or auger it extensively like our competitors do on the front end. That's fine if that's what you choose to do. We just make sure they know that might buy you six or 12 months and then we'll be back to do it again. And if that's what they choose to do, that's great. Okay. I'm going to play devil's advocate and be really dumb. What are the pipes made of that are getting these roots through them? Right. So the old old way of doing a lot of our, our main sewer lines are going to be uh, made out of cast iron. So the the, the fittings where they'd connect okay. weren't as, as, as well uh, sealed, if you will, mm-hmm. um, as a newer uh, PVC line, believe it or not. So okay. cast iron also deteriorates with, with weather. And there's other uh, different products as well. One's called Orangeburg. That's going a ways back. Um, so the old technology just simply isn't as good as the new technology. So... Um, when we do give a permanent solution, one of the options is to dig the yard up, which I think is what you stated you had done, yes, right? Yes, we dug the yard up, and I have dog hair on my tongue. It's <laughs> all better now. <laughs> Sorry. Dog-friendly environment. I wish this was video, yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. you have a dog-friendly environment as service professor. We do, yeah. It's the only way to have it, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We Any given time, we have four or five dogs in the office every day. Well, so. we only have to have one once in a while, Yeah. but the one that we get once in a while is Betsy's, and she sheds like crazy. <laughs> yes, she does. St. Bernard, if I remember. Yes. At least yes. it was my microphone that was covered with fur. Yeah, I like that it else's. was your microphone and not mine. Yeah, yeah um, so I had my yard dug up, and it was great. You know, I mean, that part wasn't great, but the solution was great. Perfect, yeah. Because that is absolutely, I mean, I had a list of things that I hated most, and the the sewer backup was right up there. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, painful. It's yeah. really bad. Really painful. And I never had it too terribly, but I've I've heard horror stories of it. So some options are to jet it. That's water jetting it. Yep. Is yeah. We have we about? have a jetting truck that would. Again, it's it's a. Uh, it's a better uh, solution than augering it. Okay, well, um, how come? It just does a really thorough job. Uh, if that if that pipe is intact, with the exception of the root intrusion, it will chop them off very tight. But you're still it's a, it's what's considered a temporary solution because those roots will grow back. So what we prefer to do, and what we give the option for our clients is we we actually take uh, basically what's a, a chain whip. It's kind of like jetting, but it's like a, it's a chain whip. It's called a maxi miller, is what the name of the uh, piece of equipment is, and we chain whip that. Um, and, and, and cut them off, but then we would actually line it. 
So we can line uh, a, a sewer line, we can pipe burst it, which is basically pulling a new line inside of an old line mm-hmm. by bursting out the, the previous one, or a full dig job like you experienced. Okay, so that pipe bursting would get you what I ended up with, but without digging up the yard? Not digging it up fully. You still have to dig a, a pulling point, and you have to dig an entrance point. So you'd have to still dig two holes in the yard. Well, I'd be disappointed if there wasn't at least one big hole in the yard. <laughs> right. That's kind of fun, right? And you get to jump on the excavator when they're not looking. Yeah. But, oh, no. <laughs> stay away from all that, because I know myself uh-huh. too well. They take the keys when they leave that night, FYI. I pretended. <laughs> yeah, and I made the vroom sure. vroom sounds. Oh, of course you did. Put a hard hat on. You're official. I was. Uh-huh. Well, the only true uh, trenchless option is the lining, the sewer lining. So we actually, it's quite a process. Um, you use an epoxied sock, if you will, mm-hmm. and we invert it and we push it down an old uh, pipe that's just compromised. So it still has to be round. It can't be collapsed. Um, and then we put it in there and then we actually put a bladder in there and it uh, blows up with air, compressed air, and takes that lining against the inner lining of the old pipe mm-hmm. and then it will um, uh, dry and, and get strong for like about two hour process there. It'll cure itself and then you have a lifetime warranty on that new sewer line. It's an amazing product and I would say 90% of our installations, uh, the customer goes with the lining process solely because it's trenchless. Is that more expensive than just replacing everything? Is it less expensive? How does that all play out, or is it all vary? It does vary, but it's very similar, actually, because by the time you don't have excavation costs and the labor in doing that, that's it's a more expensive product, but it offsets with the, the lack of labor that is needed for like a full dig job and equipment. Gotcha. Is that something that can be done in the wintertime? Because I know that there are some products that don't cure because it's cold outside. Is that something that will cure? Yes, it will. It's cold? Yep. Yeah, we do. We're, we're doing them today. So we do linings nearly every single day. It's just a really cool process and something to watch, really. we I'd say most of our clients are right there pulling up a lawn chair in the basement <laughs> watching us do it because it's a really neat technology that somebody far smarter than I invented. Do you let them watch you when you camera their lines? Uh, that's uh, actually mandated. Yeah, we want to, not mandated, but we certainly encourage highly for the, the customer to watch us do it. And a lot of times we're, you know, with just the wife or the husband and the other the other uh, partners not there in the home. So oftentimes, well, what we do is we actually, um, uh, through the cloud, we share the video with them so oh, they can have. And you would certainly so want yeah. to share it. Yeah, so they can. Facebook, check this out. Something to do as a couple in the evening time, right? Watch, watch the sewer camera. I can and then, think of and then go nothing that, more romantic. Yeah, we yeah. could go through that um that that scrapbook too. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I I there's so many things I What a way do. to spend a weekend. <laughs> yeah, that's what plumbers probably do. <laughs> you think? There uh, there are plumbers that have all those photos on their walls. There's some serious uh plumber Facebook groups out there that would <laughs> nobody in their right mind that has a weak stomach would get on. No doubt about it. <laughs> so, service professor, you guys will do all of that stuff. Yes. I mean, with the all the things that we talked about with the pipes, when are the big times that this becomes an issue with the sewer backup? Or is it not a it's, seasonal thing? It's certainly year-round, but I would say if there's a, a peak season, it's definitely in the fall because roots uh, hibernate just the same as animals do. So they seek nutrients during the fall time. And your sewer uh, line, especially if it's compromised, is a great source of nutrients. So that's why you see a, a little bit of expedited root grow, uh, growth before winter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every fall, I didn't know exactly what was bringing it on. Now I do. But I knew every fall, 
every flush. It was looking for the good it might stuff. Be, yeah, this might be the one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when when there's a dig job, oftentimes there's a tree removal at the same time. No yeah. doubt about it. Yep, yeah. That does happen. Ugh. All right. Brad, if our listeners have any questions about any of the options that you laid out, or maybe any of the other things that you do, maybe they have a need for that. How's the best way to get in touch? Well, obviously, all, all the traditional methods. You can uh, you can definitely still call us. Uh, we, we we like that. We like the human interaction part of business still. Uh, so you can call us at uh, 871-616-871-1900. Visit our website, serviceprofessor.com. And even through our website, you can chat with us now. Mm-hmm. Like We are up on the technology. So uh, any form of communication you prefer, we're going we're gonna to abide to. Perfect. Brad Krause, thanks so much for being here. My pleasure. Thanks for having me again. Now, when we come back, we're going to be talking about the item in the paint store with the most grating personality. The coarsest character. How long did you sit there and think about that? I've been thinking about that all interview long. That doesn't surprise me. That's coming up next. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, Betsy, let's give out that web address in case anybody listening wants to sign up their child for maybe one of those cars that we talked about two segments ago. Yeah, the Go Baby Go cars, um, we gave out what I thought was the correct web address, and it clearly was not. The web address is actually gobabyglobal.com and forward slash request a car if you want to request a car for your child. There's a form there you can fill out. It goes to the Go Baby Go people. They review it, and the cars for Friday are still up for grabs. So fill out that form, and from what we're being told, the more people who request a car, the greater the chance that we will be doing more of these events in the West Michigan area is. Right. So if you've got a child with mobility issues, and you just like more information or you'd actually like to request mm-hmm. a car, yeah. gobabyglobal.com forward slash request a car. It's a really cool program. It really is. Really cool event. We're glad to be a part of it. Yeah. Get out there and at least think about that. Now, let's get on to sandpaper. Yes. Because that's what we're going to wrap up the show with. Yeah, because this is something that I think confuses people to some extent. They stand in a store and there are all the different options in front of them and you just grab one. And the problem is if you just grab the wrong sandpaper, Mm -hmm. it can lead to disastrous results. Either it takes you forever to sand through something or you sand through it way too quickly and you are very depressed by the results. Exactly. So there are all kinds of different types of sandpaper. Mm -hmm. I mean, really... Tons of technology goes into creating sandpaper, which is a little surprising. Who would think that? Yeah. You know, it seems so basic and so simple. It's and more yet, complicated than you think. There is a lot involved. Right. And we do want to dig into some of those different types of sandpaper mm-hmm. and how they'll benefit you and which ones you'd use in which situations. We can't do that right now. We'll do that in the future. Right now, we just want to focus on the grit itself. Yeah. You know, because on the back of every sandpaper is stamped you know, usually Mm -hmm. a number. And that number is a gauge telling you how coarse or fine that particular sandpaper is. Now, the way grit works on most pieces of sandpaper Mm -hmm. is the lower the number means the coarser the grit and the higher the number means the finer the grit. That's not always the case. 
But nine out of 10 times or more than that, that's how it works. Yeah. So your 40 or 60 grit sandpaper is going to be way more coarse than a 120 or a 150. Right. So why does that matter? It matters because you need to choose the right one for whatever project you're doing. And grit is... Like how many little, what is it, particles or yeah, something? let's per say particles. Square inch, I think, is probably how that breaks down mm-hmm. per square inch you're getting. And so by choosing the right one, you're going to be off to a way better start. So if you're standing in the sandpaper aisle and you look at something that is a 60 or 80 grit sandpaper, or perhaps it just says coarse, because I have seen mm-hmm. that before. So coarse is about 60 to 80, and right. it can be lower. But And it, it means it uses adult type language in adult <laughs> situations and you want to be 60 or 80 years old uh, to be able to handle that. Not exactly. No? No. It just means that it's going to cut through whatever you're coating you're going through a whole lot faster or whatever piece of wood you're going right. through. Right. It'll round edges faster. Mm-hmm. It just does everything faster. Yes, it because does. Because you're ripping through a lot more material very, very quickly because it's so rough, so coarse. A couple things to think about. First off, with any of these sandpapers, if you're sanding painted surfaces, mm-hmm. you want to make sure that it's not lead-based paint that you're sanding. Yes. So if it's if the surface is pre-1978, there's a possibility that it could have lead-based paint on it. The right. older it is, the more likely that lead-based paint is in the area there. Right. So you're going to want to dig into that before you start sanding. Mm-hmm. Keep that in mind. Yes. The other thing to remember with coarse sandpaper is that it's going to leave tons of scratches yep. in the wood or in the surface in its wake. Yeah. So it's a place to start. You do need to follow up with finer paper, and you want to make sure that you're not too coarse on your surface because you can damage it sometimes irrevocably. You know, sand yeah. plywood with too coarse mm-hmm. of a sandpaper, and you can cut through a layer And there's no fixing that easily. Right. So after the coarse grit comes a medium grit. And that's generally 100 to 150 grit. This is kind of one of the most often used things. You know, it's kind of a general purpose thing. It's going to... It's the butter zone. (laughs) Right. It's sandpaper. It's going to cut through really well, but it's not going to leave those deeper scratches that the coarse grit is. Right. It's a little safer. It's hard to go wrong in that that range. Mm -hmm. And like Betsy said, it cuts through relatively quickly without the danger of the scratch. Right. Now, the 180 to 220 grit is considered fine. Yeah. And that is what we really love to recommend for second and third sandings mm-hmm. to polish something off a little bit more to get it to the point where it's really smooth. Right. And we like to recommend this as the sandpaper grit that you'd use for scuff sanding. If you're doing cabinets mm-hmm. or if you're trying to dull a finish down so you can apply either a new varnish or a new paint over top, the 180 to the 220 grit is ideal because it's not going to leave visible etch marks in the surface. Right. It just gives your new coating a little something to bite onto without actually showing what you've actually scratched through. Mm -hmm. And then once you go up from that, you're up to an ultra fine, which is 320 and up. Oh, yeah. It goes way up. Yeah. It goes up into the thousands. And the finer you go, the more you're just going to be polishing a surface. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have heard people say before that you can use a paper grocery bag and it will act like as a polishing thing Mm -hmm. and Instead of actually buying a piece of sandpaper. And it really does work. (laughs) So when it comes to sandpaper, a couple things to think about. You want to make sure you get the right combinations of grits. Yeah. So get multiple pieces of sandpaper, multiple grits. Make sure you switch them out 
when they start to fill up because it's going to make the mm-hmm. process go a lot easier for you. Best thing you can do, stop in at the store, tell us what you're working on, what you're trying to do, and we'll make the right recommendation for you. Of course we will. And that's all the time we've got. If mm-hmm. you want to listen to this one again, you can find it online at repcolite.com. And if you are interested in one of those cars that we've been talking about, you can go to gobabyglobal.com forward slash request a car. Yeah, put your name in and see what happens. I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Betsy Thompson. Remember, if you're about to lose your DIY sanity, we can help you fix that crazy. And we'll help you make sure that your sewer does exactly what a sewer is supposed to do. No more, no less. <laughs> Thank goodness. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.